Morning everyone, hope you have a wonderful day. We continue where we left off and we begin the new chapter, chapter 4 in Yuma, page 39 days. Okay, look at Mishnah, Tadaf Bakalfi. Tadaf means that he snatches. He would have to first mix up the, two, the lottery and then not deliberately, but very quickly, so you, sh- so you shouldn't be able to start to figure out which one, because he would prefer to take the right one, right, random. The first one should be Lashem, the right one, so you can put on the right, uh, on the right goat. And the left ones, but but you can't. It has to be random. It has to be a real lottery. You don't know. So like very right. Thought of the kalfi in the box. And and he drew two two lots. One. One was written on it. Lashem for Hashem. One was to be thrown off the mountain. That's right. Has gone be minay. The deputy kengadol is to his right side. But there is bezav lismaylei, and the head of that day's group of koyanim was to his left. Im shall shame all be minay. If the one he drew with his right hand was uh, the, ha- Hashem's name, has gone be The deputy kengadol says, "Ishi kengadol." So he says, "My lord, the kengadol, the great koyan, hagbe yiminchal, raise your hand." Show everyone, this is the hand that got Lashem. That's the one that's going to be offered as an offering in the temple. But if that name of Hashem, he, he withdrew it with his left hand, the head of that, that day's uh, group of Kayanim, my master, lift up your left hand. Nothing he would place on the two ghosts who were right in front of him. And he says, Lashem Chatos. And he would say, the Hashem is a sin offering. It doesn't have to say a sin offering. It just says Lashem. It doesn't have to spell out this for sin offering. Everyone knows it's a sin offering. When everyone says after, since he says Hashem's name, the, the, all the Jewish people they would respond. Whenever you mention Hashem's name in the Beis Hamikdash, we already learned you have to. They answer. They would respond by saying, as we learned earlier in the Mishnah, Baruch Shein Kovet Machusel Leilam Vod. Okay, that's the Mishnah. Why do you have to like snatch it with great haste? Right. Shouldn't be deliberate. You should try to make sure to get the right one. You'll start feeling it around and you know and, and get the right one. The right hand should withdraw. Should draw the the lot for Hashem. Because um, the right I, is more prominent. No, no. But I mean uh, deliberately. He would want to get the right one, Halashem. It's much more prominent. Uh-huh. So, but like this, he had to grab it. Oh. He had to mix it up first and then grab it. He had no way of knowing whatever it was. It was. That's the meaning of a lot. You don't know what's going right, to right. draw. And it would be one of the uh, Kohen Gadol. God was the one who drew the lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the box where the lots were in, were wood. It was made of wood, and it, was, uh, sac- it wasn't a, a sacred vessel. Uh-huh. It could only fit two hands. It, was bought, it wasn't brought, bought with, or it was bought with ordinary funds, not with consecrated funds of the temple treasury. There it says, Kalankadol's two hands. Right. Now, if he, if he drew it in the right hand, it was a good omen. It was a sign that Hashem liked him. That's why you have to leave it to Hashem. If you play games and try to, to game it in your favor, then it defeats the whole purpose. I don't know what the outcome is going to be. And if Hashem wants, my right hand will, get, will pick the, uh, the one for Hashem. Wow. So cool.
Okay, I understand why it, could, it was a small box. It's enough, large enough just to put in two hands. So you shouldn't be able to deliberately take. You can't play around. You just put your hands in and, and withdraw. Why does it have to be not from temp, temple funds, from sacred funds? Let it sanctify Everything but him can have a clay shot, because if that's the case, it would be a vessel of wood. You don't make a utensil in the, in the temple of wood. Everything in the temple had to be rich. It's Hashem's house. It's a palace. A temple is a palace. It can't be we, in a king's palace you have wood. Right, right. What do you think? This is a pauper's house. Uh-huh. The wrong side of the tracks. This is right. the Hashem's palace. So the Gemara says, okay, we're not dealing in the castle, so make it of silver. Who's, who's asking, who, who requires it to be of wood? Make it, make it expensive, of, of metal, of silver, and, and, and buy it with this sacred money. Over Navda Dazav, or make it of, of gold. Even better yet. The Gemara says, The Torah cares about Jewish money. It doesn't want to waste and squander, squander Jewish money. Since it doesn't have to be of silver and gold, so it's better to make it of wood. And you spear the resources. You don't have to spend your resources on something that's not necessary. We find where do we learn this from? From the case of the tzeras. If a home is filled with tzeras, and you call the koyin to condemn the house, so the koyin gives time before the koyin condemns the house. It's not impure. And only when he announces it as a tzeras. Uh-huh. Does, then the, anything in the house becomes impure. So he gives the t- owner time to remove, get his stuff out. Get his stuff out. Yeah. So you care about things, you care about, and what do you care about? Anything is tummy, you can dip into the mikveh, except for earthenware, which is very cheap. So Hashem cares about yeah, even, even, right, even, even pottery, even small things, Hashem cares about. Right. Marek said, Marek continues. Our mission. It doesn't follow the following Tani. The deputy, together with the high priest, put their hands into the into the lottery box. If in the right hand. In other words, they both put in the right hand. Only right hands. The right hand of the high priest and the right hand of the deputy. But if the high priest, the right hand. The name of Hashem has gone. Lift up your right hand. But if it ends up at the name of Hashem in the right hand of the deputy, then the head of the of the, that family of that day, says to the Kohen Gadol, speak your word. For Hashem, a sin offering. In other words, all he does is he just says the word, Hashem. But he doesn't, he got in his hand, he had in his right hand, the Kohen Gadol got the one for the Azazel. He says, Dabramilo, say Kohen Gadol. So here we have the, in our mission, says the Kohen Gadol puts in both of his hands, his right and his left hand. And the price it says, no. That there were two right hands and was two separate people, the Kohen Gadol together with the with the deputy. In fact, the name of Gan, 
should, shouldn't the Skan say? Since the Skan got, he picked up the lottery that says Lashem. Shouldn't he say Lashem Chatas? So Yimara says, Kibben Leisalik Biyadeh Chol Because since the high priest didn't didn't get the lottery that said Hashem, it was his deputy who got who got the better lottery. He's the one who who drew the one that said Lashem. So he feels bad. So to make him feel good, we say, okay, you announce Dabre Milach announce. Say Lashem Chatos. Right. It was this heart. Yeah, this heart, exactly. So, Micah Mifli, what are they arguing about our mission in this Braisa? Mar Sava Yemina Dizganadiv Mismolikin Godl. The Braisa holds a better, a right hand. Better the right hand of the deputy than the left hand of the high priest. Mar Sava and our mission holds Yadadininu. They're both equal. So, therefore, better the Kayan Godl should do everything. Mm-hmm. Who is this Tana that argues in the Mishnah? Who argues in the name of Rabbi Hanin Skanakainim? Who is our Mishnah that argues with Rabbi Huda in the name of Rabbi Hanin Skanakainim? The Polygon Rabbi Huda? We want Rabbi Hanin Skanakainim. Oh, a Buddha sent the name Rabbi Lezer has gone. Rabbi Lezer, the deputy. But our mission is Rabbi Hanina's Kanakainer. Rabbi Hanina, the deputy, Kohen Why is the deputy to the right of the Kohen Gadol? Because he's the right hand man. If anything happens, he immediately takes over. Until something happens, he doesn't have any special function. It's like a vice president of America. He really doesn't have any function. His whole function is that he, he right, be ready. If anything <laughs> happens, he's ready to step in. That's it. So therefore, therefore, therefore. So what do we see from this? Clearly, so he stands to the right to, to let everyone know that he's there to take over if anything happens. That's all he does. He has no special role in the role of Yom Kippur. He doesn't put his hand into the box. He doesn't, he doesn't participate in anything. He's just there in one case. If anything happens, he steps in like a vice president. You have no power, you have no authority, you're nothing. You're nobody. Right. <laughs> you just stand on the side, on the right side, yes, prominently. Everyone should know you're ready to take over if anything happens. That's it. But, so Rabbi Hanin holds, that's our mission. It holds, he doesn't do anything. According to Rabbi Yehud, the name of Rabbi Lezer, the deputy, what do you mean? He's participating in the service of the Yom Kippur. He's putting his right hand in. Yes. One of the rabbis learned, the 40 years that Shimon Tzadik, the beginning of the first temple, Shimon HaTzadik was from the leftovers of the Antik Nessus Agdala of the, of the right, 120. Right. The yeah, the last one. So, always, 40 years, the lottery would always, the lottery for Hashem would always come to his right hand. It was all by Hashem. Mikan but after he passed away, sometimes to the right, sometimes to the left. There was no way to tell. Right. Yeah. And the the, uh, the piece of wool that was dyed red, and they would tie it to the head of the goat that was thrown off the mountain. Red represents sin. Right. 
and white would white miraculously would turn white to show that Hashem had forgiven them, like snow with white, snow white. Hashem had forgiven them. So just ask you, would there be witnesses around to watch? It was all in the courtyard. It was in front of everyone, but but the, the where would it turn white? Uh, right, so I'm, I'm not sure where, where it turned white. If it turned white while well, it was up in the mountain, right, right. or it turned white in the temple in front of everyone. Right. Yes, everyone was witness. I wonder if you have to go to Isaiah, you know, the quote yeah. Isaiah. So the 40 years of Shimon HaTzadik, it always turned white. After Shimon HaTzadik's passing, sometimes it turned white, sometimes not. Another miracle by name the Western lamb with light remained lit miraculously, even after the oil, even if the oil was gone, it still would remain light, it would remain lit until the next day is lighting. Even though the Western lamb was kindled first, and the other lamps were kindled from it, but it was the last to be cleaned. It continued to burn, even after all the others were out. Rashi said we had it on Shabbos that it used to burn throughout the day and they used to prepare it before evening when the Kayan would, would remove the burning wick and refill the lamp with oil and put in a new wick. So then he would kindle the other lamps in the western lamps. Which of the seven lamps? Which of the seven lamps was called the Western lamp? So it's an argument where the Menorah was placed. There's one opinion that holds the Menorah was positioned was from east to west. So the Western lamp would be the one closest to the easternmost lamp, the second lamp. The Western of the first two lamps. When you enter the temples, the first, the first lamp was the eastern, and the next one was called the western lamp. Hmm. But according to opinion, the lamps were north-south. The western lamp was the middle lamp. Why was it called western? Hmm. Because the wick used to face west. All the other wicks faced the center. The center la- faced towards the Holy of Holies, yeah. towards the... Rashi says it would burn the last, and then it would, it would be extinguished at the end and then the last and then they would clean it in the morning okay then the then the Isa continues so Mikan Vila after Shimon Atzadik passed away sometimes it would mend it sometimes it would extinguish like all the other lamps another miracle is the fire of the bonfire of the wood would continue lighting. You didn't have to add any extra wood. Once you set it up in the morning, it continued lighting. Except, the Torah says, you are obligated in the morning and before the afternoon sacrifice to add two fresh logs. To fulfill the mitzvah. After Shimon passed away, sometimes the fire would continue, sometimes not. You would have to feed the flame all day. Hmm. And the the would not would not withhold would not refrain from having to bring wood all day long.
It was an honor to bring the wood all day and to, to keep the flame going, keep the bonfire going. was a special blessing in the Oimer, the two loaves and the Lechem upon. The two loaves of Shavuos, the Lechem upon him, 12 loaves of bread. Right. Everything was blessed. It was all down there. Right. So they were, um, yeah, That's right. so they were blessed. It says that the blessing of Shimon. What was the blessing? Uh, was that every Kohen. You get just an olive amount, a tiny amount. Right. Some would eat, everyone would eat and be full. Some would eat and still have leftover. They were so full, they couldn't <laughs> even finish it. A little Kazayas, a little. Yeah. After Shimon passed away, it was like cursed. Now, a curse. I mean, it was normal, like normal bread. It was cursed because you expect more from the temple bread. For the temple bread is considered cursed. That uh, a little kazayas didn't wasn't much. wasn't enough to satisfy you. Every koyin would get the amount of a bean. Yeah, a little bean. So they don't want to eat it. That's no emergency them. The discreet ones would withdraw their hands. They don't want to take it. It's too small. It wouldn't benefit them at all. It wouldn't satiate them. And they couldn't fulfill the mitzvah of eating sanctified food. It has to be at least a kazayas. So there was no point. In the times of Shemunat Tzadik, even the discreet ones would eat a, a bean size. Because since it would make them full. Everything was done. Just a little piece would make it. Yeah, well, that's what Right, so a bean size, in the times of would fill him up something, fill his hunger something, but a kazayas would really satiate him. Mm. That's what he says. Every koyan that got a kazayas, not everyone koyan got a kazayas. Some, some koyan got a tiny piece. Like a bean, it depends how many kainim there were in that family, you know, in that group that week. And some kainim got a pull, like a bean. Some some got like a kizayis. Those who got a kizayis were completely satiated. Hmm. Others say that the, that was the blessing of Shimon Tzadik is that everyone got a kizayis, and the curse was that everyone got a kapul, was tiny. So it was both true. Something was both true. They, the fact they got every kainim got a kezayis was a miracle. You had to divide them among so many kainim. It was a miracle. It was a kezayis for everyone. And the kezayis was just small. Everyone was full and satiated so much so some left over. <laughs> In the times of Shimon Atzadik, A, didn't fill you. And B, it was, it was normal. You divide that bread amongst all the kainim. Everyone got a little tiny piece, a little crumb, a little kapul, like a little bean. So it was nothing. <clears throat> And the ones who, the gluttons, would snatch and eat. They would snatch and eat. No, they would snatch the portion of their colleagues. 
to combine it with their own portions. They wanted to get more than just a little, a little bean. They wanted to have a significant amount to eat. And they would call him. They would call him a, yeah, a robber. Yeah, a was a person He took his portion and the portion of his friend. and they called him Ben Hamson, a robber, until the day of his death. the son of uh, right. Not Ben Hamson means he was a robber. It's like like you say a Ben Toyra, not the son of Toyra. Means he's a, he's a like someone who inherits, like a Ben Elam Haba. He's a person. He's a citizen of Elam Haba. He's a citizen. Of, he himself is a Hamson. He's a he's a thief. It's amazing. Like even in those times. Yeah. Where do we <laughs> find it? Right, right. Where do we find the Hamson means thief? But it says until the Kai Palteni Russia. David Amelo says in Psalm seventy-one, "My God." Deliver me, Palteni mi Adrash, from the hands of a wicked one, Mikaf Ma'avel, from the palms of a schemer, the Chaimetz and robber. So you see, Chaimetz means robber. That's what they called him, Ben Chamtz. Rav it says, it was one time and already for the rest of his life he was called the Ben Chamsin. Rav Amam says from here, this is the source. It says in Isaiah, Limdu, Hate, learn to be benevolent, seek justice. give support to the Ra. Ashru Chamez, give support to the Rav, but not the Chamez, not the robber. <laughs> give, give, Support to the rob, but not don't give support to the robber. Okay, now the Yamada continues on Shimon Atad Tanrabban. The rabbi says, Oisha Shana Shemes, but Shimon Atadik, the year that Shimon Atadik passed away. Omalahem, he said to the he said to the Jewish people, to those in attendance in Kippur, he's gonna die that year. I'm gonna die. How do you know you're gonna die? This is your last time you're entering into the high, uh, holy of holies. I would meet like an elderly, an image of an elderly person, wearing white, wrapped in white. We would go in with me and would leave with me. Today, in this family, an elderly person, I met, encountered an elderly person, dressed in black, wrapped in black. He went in with me. He didn't leave with me. So I know, I got the message. He's wearing shrouds like black. After, right after Yom Tev, Hashem waited and left the Sukkot. He, he was sick for seven days with mace. And the Kainim from that point on refrained from blessing with Hashem's name. Only in the time, till Shimon Atzadik was the last one, they, when they uttered the priestly blessing, would announce Hashem's name as it is written, which we're not allowed to pronounce. But after his death, they weren't worthy to continue to continue this practice. The rabbis learn. But they did bless the people in some regard, right? No, they blessed the people, but they said Hashem's name, like we say. Like we say Hashem's name. They wouldn't say Hashem's name as it is written. Like Adonai, but not the way it's written. 
40 years before the destruction of the second temple the girdle never never the king god never got it on his right hand for 40 years the the strip of the wool crimson wool would not turn white and the western land wouldn't remain Doors of the of the um, doors of the temple would open on their own, like like inviting the enemy to come in and destroy the temple. screamed at them. Temple, why, why are you frightening yourself? I know you're going to be destroyed. already prophesied you're going to be destroyed. Where's the prophecy? He said, Open your doors. Open the Lebanon, which refers to the temple. Open your doors. And let the fire consume your cedars. So why, yeah. why is the temple called Because it whitens it whitens the sins of the Jewish of the Jewish people. Listen, Shlomo, Shlomo continues. the holy temple called the holy temple planted all types of fine fruits, tree of gold. It was gold. And they would give her fruits like a regular tree. So it was like it was like a forest. It was gold. But it gave her fruits miraculously. When the wind would blow in them, in nation the same, the fruits would fall off, the golden fruits would fall off. It was miraculous. It says in Psalm. It says in Psalm 72 that the fruits would rustle, Yiddish, Kalvanin. Like that of the Lebanon, there was a real fruit. So the fruits that Shlomo Melech planted, which were of gold, would also rustle, and the wind would blow them off. The new gold that came. We wish we had such a gold tree, right? Man, I used to find us King Solomon. King Solomon. Yeah, man, I used to Literally, literally, and from these fruits of gold, there existed a livelihood for the kunna. They were rich. They had all the money they needed. They didn't have to have any fundraisers or dinners. <laughs> The first money tree, yeah, gold, gold tree. Yeah, gold. <laughs> when the goyim went into the sanctuary Yavshu, the trees dried up. Shemot says, says It's referring to the destruction of the holy temple. The flower of Levanin of the temple was devastated. But Hashem is going to return it when Mashiach comes, as it stated in It says, it says in Isaiah, it will blossom abundantly and it will rejoice even with joyousness and glad song the glory of Levanin has been given and given to her 
Okay, now we go back to the mission. The mission says that he put the two lots on the on the goats. Tamarabanda the rabbis learn. Ten times as the king Godl pronounced the name on that day. Three times in the on the on the first video and three times in the second video. The first video was for himself. Second, the second video was for the, all the priests. And three times for the goat that was sent away, because for the, that, that was a video, a confession for all the Jewish people, entire Jewish people. And once, when he lifted up his hand, he said, "Alashem Chatas." And he already had me said the name. His voice was already heard in Jericho. Wow. What about the priestly blessing? They say it's ten parsons in Jerusalem. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, how much is a ten parsons? Twelve parsons. A parson is a, is, a, is a four mil. So it's a, it's a 40, 48 mil. A mil is three thousand feet. A little more than 3,000 feet, you know, 3,100 feet. So 48 times 3,100 feet, do the math, and how many miles was that? Miles. Oh, a lot of miles, a lot of miles, right. Right, Jericho from uh, Jericho, we know Jericho from uh, Jerusalem. Is uh, yeah, is a drive, it's not the... But nevertheless, they heard his voice in Jericho. It's a long bus ride. <laughs> yeah. And the creaking of the hinge of the door of the sanctuary, Nishma Bishmain at Shabbos was heard. Eight Shabbos, Chum Shabbos, Chum Shabbos is 2,000 mil, 16,000 16, Amas, which is, which is like 24, more than 24,000 feet. So you're talking about uh, over over uh, uh, over four miles, over, over four miles. So you heard the creaking of the door, the sound of the hinge turning when it was open. The ghosts that were in Jericho would sneeze from the fragrance of the incense, <laughs> which were ten parsoys away. 40, 40, 40 mil, 40, 40 mil. The women in Jericho didn't need perfume. <laughs> they were perfumed from the fragrance from the temple. The colors, the brides for the weddings didn't have to, didn't have to call in the, uh, right, didn't have to perfume. I'm Rabbi Yaisi, in the glory, Elazim, in the glory. My father had to go to the mountain of Michmer, Misachim, and he used to sneeze. Used to sneeze from, from the incense. An older person once told me, Once I went to Shiloh, and I was able to smell the fragrance of the incense between the walls from the times of Mishkan Shiloh. It was a residue. A long time ago. A long, long time ago. Shiloh. It still, 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 still had the right. Still retained the smell. Ravyanai says, The drawing of the lots is right. You don't fulfill this, the obligation unless you draw the lots. 
Hanoch ain't my keres. But placing the lots on the he goats is not essential. As long as you drew the lot and the right to the left, you don't have to actually place it. If you didn't place it, it's still okay. But if you didn't draw lots, the Taylor says you have to draw lots. Otherwise, you have to do it again. It's not. It's not a kosher service. Even drawing the lots is also not essential. If you didn't do it, it's fine. Even if you completely omitted the lots altogether, it's still fine. The Kohen Gadol could verbally designate and say, "This is." For, for Hashem, and this is for the Azazel. Talking about Ali, but the Rabbi Yehuda, the Amr, the Varim and Nasim, the Lavim Mechutz, Rabbi Yehuda holds that anything that the high priest did in the white garbs, in the four white linen garbs, and not essential, everyone holds according to Rabbi Yehuda. Even Rabbi Yanni would agree that according to Rabbi Yehuda, drawing lots is not essential. Hmm. Keep Ligi, the argument in Rabbi Yana and Rabbi Eichon is a little bit Rabbi Nechemia, according to Rabbi Nechemia, who disagrees, who disagrees with Rabbi Yehud, who says anything the King God will do in white, whether inside the Holy of Allah or outside, is essential. So that's what they're arguing. Rabbi Yana says that it's essential. Everything that the high priest does is essential. Except putting it on the head of the on the head of the Mandamalaimakvin, the one who says it's not essential. It's only doing the service, the actual service. Drawing lots is not is not Therefore it's not essential. Just like you agree that placing it on the head. You can have the others say, I'll leave it up Nechemia, the Makve, according to Nechemia, that he holds that anything the Kohen Gadol does is essential. Even Rabbi Eichelon agrees that placing the lot is essential. Keep legal, but Rabbi Yehuda, they argue if one going to Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says that whatever the Kohen Gadol does in the white vestments is not essential. But nevertheless, the one who says it's not Ma'akev, Rabbi Yana says not Ma'akev, like Rabbi Nechemi says, anything that the Kohen Gadol does, I mean, like Rabbi Huda says, anything the Kohen Gadol does in the white vestments is not essential. But, but, but Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon says it is Ma'akev, it is essential, he says, shiny this is the exception. It says in the Pasuk, in the verse, Asher Allah, Asher Allah Trezimeh. It says twice that you have to place the, 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 uh, that you, 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 you drew, with, you drew the lot. You drew the lot. It says twice. If anything that later says twice, is to impress on us that it's essential. If you don't do it, it's a deal break. Look, I'll ask you a question. According to the second version, Mitzvah lahagil, when they get kosher, is a price. It says it's a mitzvah to place lots, but if not, it's kosher. So, bish leim lachlish, adam betalibud rabbi yehuda kolam lepliga de mak. According to the first version, that according to Rabbi Yehuda, everyone says that it's not it's not a deal breaker. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, I can say this price is a false opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. We continue on forty a lahachlish, never according to the second version. That you say that Rabbi Yana and Rabbi Yechonon argue according to Rabbi Yehud, but according to uh, according to uh, Rabbi Nechemia, everyone agrees that it's essential. So according to Rabbi Yana, he says it's not essential. According to Rabbi Yana, he says it's not essential. I'm sorry. According to according to Rabbi Yechonon, says it's not essential. It makes sense. 
This is the Braisa. This Braisa follows Rabbi Yehuda. El Mando according to Rabbi Yane, that says according to everyone it's essential. According to everyone, uh, drawing the lots is essential. Even according to Rabbi Yehuda. So according to who does this Braisa follow? That, that uh, drawing lots is not essential. You're saying unanimously everyone holds it's essential. Read the Braisa is talking about the commandment to place it. The commandment to place it according to everyone is not essential. Why not? Why the difference in drawing the lots and placing it? If everything is essential, everything should be essential. Because placing the lots only says once. Drawing the lots, the Torah mentions twice, so therefore it's essential. Placing it on the head is only mentioned once, so therefore it's not essential. Level number one.